The long wait for Euro 2020 is finally over. In the build-up to the big kickoff, we are doing something special. We have scoured the Twitterverse to find a representative from each of the 24 nations competing in this summer's European Championships. We'll be recording a preview with each representative who will be sharing views on their nation's hopes and expectations throughout the tournament. And most importantly, the fantasy assets we should be looking out for. Welcome to Euro 2020 Happy Hour. Hello and welcome to our Euro 2020 preview series with myself, Sham, otherwise known as FPL2Guys1Cup on Twitter. And myself, Rob, otherwise known as FPL Panda. Rob, we have another guest tonight who is representing a country that came third in Euro 2008, and that is Russia and Zahar. Zahar, welcome, my friend. Uh, welcome. Hi. Hi, everyone. How are you? I'm fine. I can't complain. And how are you guys? All good. Yeah, all, all good, good here. All good. All good. <laughs> right. Um, Zahar, um, tell us about yourself. Uh, what do you do? How old are you? What football team do you support? Do you play FPL? So, um, to start with, um, my name is Zahar. I live uh, far from Moscow, as you guessed, because our country is so huge. And... Um, I I am 17 years old and um, I have been playing FPL for two seasons and last season my rank was at 135,000 and um, now my rank is like 10k. I enjoyed playing FPL this time and I ha I think I have a pretty good season so um, maybe it. It's a kind of luck mixed or with skill, but I nice. can get some experience from this seasons. Well, look, 10k rank is nothing to be sniffed at, mate. It's a great rank. <laughs> yeah, Done really, really well. I think we're in we're in uh, good company here today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I mean, um, I mean, for everyone at the time of recording, we're just uh, the day before game week 37, so. Yeah, we've got a couple of weeks to catch up with you, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> no. Um, so. Zahar, what football team do you support? So, to to speak about my favourite team, it is uh, Real Madrid. Uh, I supported them for like uh, 10 years, maybe. And uh, as my native uh, team, I support uh, Zenit. Uh, do you know this team? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, know it, yeah. I support. I have been supporting them for like uh, ten years, also. So I have two favorite teams right now, and I'm enjoying um, seeing how they play. Nice. Okay, so let's talk about Russia, which is why you're here. So, how did your team do in qualification? So to speak about qualification, um, we I think we did. Uh, quite good in the qualification. We uh, we have twenty four points. Mm, we lost only tw uh, twice for Belgium th three one and 
Belgium 2-1-4. It is our main opponent in our group. And we scored a lot of goals. It's a kind of surprising moment in our history of qualification. Like nine goals against San Marino. Yes, it's a kind of achievement for us. Mm. Mm, and uh, four goals against Scotland. It's kind of uh, participant of the tournament. And uh, our main striker, Artyom Dzyuba, scored uh, like nine goals. It's a quite impressive uh, result, in my opinion. And so I guess we reached our goal in this qualification. Nice. Okay, and so who were your main players through qualification, would you say? So, um, to speak about... Our main players in the qualification, I would say that it was uh, firstly Artyom Dzyuba. He, As I said, he scored the most goals for our team. And uh, um, it was uh, like um, Golovin Alexander. He played eight matches of uh, ten, I guess. And uh, our... He's playing for Monaco, Monaco right now. Do you know this player? Yeah, yeah. He's um, <clears throat> like arguably like a lot of people. They there's him and um, is it Cheryshev? Like people say that like him and Cheryshev are like your two sort of standout players, like because the level that they play, like Champions League and and stuff. Um, but yeah, Golovin, I think probably yeah the best player. Um, might not be the most important, yes. but yeah, maybe the best. Yes, uh, Dennis Cheshev did quite a good uh, as uh, in the 2018 in the World Cup and in the qualification. He scored five goals and uh, three assists. And um, But uh, now he had a bad season, I guess. He missed many matches because of his injury and generally speaking he is injury prone player so I guess he's maybe not um, so uh, good at the set as you can imagine okay so so you guys had a good qualification overall is it uh, were there any players that uh, played uh, during the qualifications that aren't available now for um, the Euros, or are there, or, or and are there any players that didn't have so much of a good qualification, but you think will do well in the Euros? So um, to start with, we changed our main keeper in the qualification. It was Marinato Guillermo. Uh, he played nine matches in the qualification, but. He had a bad season. He uh, had five goals against in match against Serbia. Uh, we lost it uh, like mm, nil five, and uh, uh, our coach like a little bit blamed him for his mistakes. And uh, from that time, our main keeper is uh, Anton Shunin. And uh, also, there is some changes in the midfield uh, zone. Uh, like, we have two brothers, uh, as you know, Miranchuk, uh, Alexei, and Anton. Uh, one is playing in Atlanta right now, 
and one is playing is uh, locomotive. He is uh, their like um, eternal brothers, as you know. So um, Miranchuk Anton is like uh, who playing is is who who is playing in locomotive right now. He he missed the squad list and. Uh, he will not travel to Euro 2020, I guess. But uh, all in all, uh, the squad list is um, uh, good and as was in qualification. Okay. So do you think about those players that will be a big miss for you guys in the Euros? So, yes, I re read a lot of forums about our squad and uh, many... Uh, Many of our supporters talked about uh, missing of Frodo Small. Uh, he made um, a great uh, contribution for Lokomotiv right now. She scored like five goals in the spring. And um, he gives us a lot of opportunities in the attacks of our country. He is uh, fast, he, is, uh, he can dribble. But uh, our main coach, uh, Stanislav Chechesov, did not include him into our final list. So it was... Yeah, there were many arguments about it, why he did not include him. So we have three tall marksmen like uh, Artem Dzuba, Sobolev and uh, Zabalotny. Okay. All right. So... Um, I mean, firstly, I'm really impressed with your knowledge on Russian football. It, it sounds like you know a lot about your national team, which is absolutely perfect for this podcast. Um, so how do you think Russia will do? Um, in, do you think, you know, how far do you think you'll go? So about our expectations, I would say that we will definitely fight for the second place. Um, so to be honest, we hadn't any chance against Belgium. They are too powerful. I guess they are one of the main favorites to win the tournament, and uh, but we can fight with Denmark. And so, to in my opinion, they are more powerful team that, than us. But um, miracles are um, miracles are becoming, and I think we can fight with them. Good. It will be all deciding, decided in the final match in the Copenhagen. It will be third game week, the third game week, and I guess we can uh, promote for the playoffs. Okay, perfect. Right. So, um, your talisman that you you chose when we asked you who's kind of the main player for Russia, you put um, Artem Zuba. Now, I know there has been some indiscretion, shall we say, with uh, Zuba over the last few months where there was a video that um, leaked and he lost his captaincy. Um, I guess how, how, without going into too much detail about what this video contained, uh, Zahar, uh, what was it like uh, within the Russian community when this happened? And um, do you think that will affect the you know his place in the national side now so <clears throat> to start with it uh, was a big accident for our whole football community and you know um, 
this was a kind of international news and uh, this is a bit of shame for our football he lost his captaincy but uh, he scored many goals after it he won the russian tournament with zenit and uh, i think he deserves a place in this team and i think he is uh, the main talisman for our country and Uh, the most attacking returns uh, uh, will be uh, from him, I expect, yes. Okay, perfect. Rob, have you got any questions specifically on Zuba for Zaha? I mean, was there, like, I mean, we, we have pretty much covered it, but was there, like, any concern about the whole situation, um, like, with the tournament so close, um, and this occurred in, I think it was November or December time, Um, when he was expelled from the squad, had the captaincy taken from him. I mean, with the tournament so close, is it was was it a worry at the time? Um, because he is, like as you say, one of your more important players. Uh, yes, I could say that there were a lot of concerns. He missed a couple of matches. I remembered it, and uh, then he was again invited to the team and. Uh, This scandal was uh, clearly um, vanished, maybe. Mm. So, uh, I guess that um, uh, Artem Zuba has a lot of pressure uh, and uh, he is the main key player of our team and all will depend on him on in this tournament. Mm. Maybe it's okay. a, it could be right. like his sort of a... Uh like a rags-to-riches moment where he could become the hero. Um, like, as England fans, we all remember um, David Beckham in the World Cup in 1998. Um, he was made, like, the villain and everything. And then, like, four years later, he was the hero at, um, at the World Cup and he was the England captain and everything. And maybe yeah, something like that sort of story, that kind of... Um, Zahar won't remember that, Rob. He wasn't alive. A hero. Well, no, <laughs> we remember it, though. Um, I mean, yes, we remember it. For us, it, I mean, the only other is England have scandals all the time, though. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I think in the last, well, in the last 12 months, we've had um, two of our players get into trouble and expelled from the squad. Um, and hopefully they can become heroes at this tournament um, for our side. But, yeah, I think... Um, Yeah, as you said, he's, he is a really important player in your team. And, um, yeah, if you if you didn't take him, um, like, never mind the captaincy, if you didn't just have, if you didn't have him in the squad, um, I think you'd, yeah, be maybe struggling a little bit um, to score goals because he does provide a lot of goals for you. Right, Zahar, let's look at it now from a fantasy perspective, which is what the main gist of this pod is. So I guess the first question is... Uh, What, who, if we could pick maybe three or four players that you think uh, would be good, or, or you know, or you know, or how many are there that you think would be worth looking at? Is is there any players that I guess uh, are out of position or uh, represent good value, or any anyone that you think you know that that player stands out for me? So. Uh, there are some players uh, that we should watch at first. So, I guess uh, out of about out of position, it's like uh, uh, Yuri Zhirkov is in a bad way. He 
he conceded as a midfielder, but in in the real reality, he is like a left defender. So right. you should avoid them, him. Okay. So uh, to speak about uh, good out of position, I guess it's mainly uh, uh, Mario Fernandez. She's like lateral, uh, like uh, right wing back is now a, a team. So uh, if you imagine the formation like five four one. He is in the wing of attack. Uh, so he made a lot of attacking returns. Uh, his price is appealing. But I should say that you don't um, have to expect many clean sheets from our team because we struggle to defense and we, we conceded like five goals from Serbia and three goals from Turkey. I think uh, it's it is not what you should expect from your defenders. But if you are looking for uh, attacking returns, you should pick Mario Fernandez. I guess five point five million. It's mm, it's fancy, but I guess it's a kind of go for the risk. Okay. So any I mean... other players I should uh, uh, tell you about? Or do you have any questions for me? Yeah, yeah. So I guess, are, are there any players that you look here that you that you personally are looking at picking? So to speak about me, uh, I should say that I've picked uh, like uh, Artyom Zuba because I'm supporting uh, Zenit and he is uh, the main striker in our club. And I okay. should, uh, I think that... Uh, his style of playing is like a bit of fun. He's like Peter Crouch in our team. He's tall, so yeah. meters, and he's like, oh, oh. His, uh, his original celebration is uh, like a uh, soldier, and he <laughs> he's shouting. And I think this will be fun to watch how he does this. And if he will deliver me some attacking returns, I will be glad. And you'll do the celebration once he scores, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's a kind of meme in our country. Like, nice. Uh, I, don't, do... I don't know why he should do this. Maybe <laughs> he's a military, but it's a strange thing. Do you think he offers good value for money? Like, should I pick him? Or is it more a case of you're Russian and you... Because all the podcasts we've done so far... Um, everyone understandably is kind of uh, biased towards their country. You know, most of them are going to be picking two, three players from their particular country um, because they want to support their team. Is, is that what it is? Do you think I should look at um, Zuba or anyone else should look at Zuba or do you not think he represents value for money? So um, to speak about his uh, price, I should say that uh, 8.5 million is um, too much for him, maybe. But um, to speak generally, I should say that all maybe 70% uh, of returns will come from him. So okay. if you are really, uh, if you want to support Russia, you can pick him. But if you, sh um, if you want to find any undervalued players, you could pick um, 
Semyonov. He is like a 4.5 defender. Uh, it's like a, it could be like a bench fodder. He is uh, uh, only one right-footed uh, player in our team, and I think he is a definitely starting defender. So, and uh, you can also pick uh, like Alexander Golovin. He is a main engine of our team, main artist, and he is also on standards and uh, he made a good season he progressing very well and i guess he is like our future hope for this tournament like zuba is uh, 30 years old he can't provide uh, provide any potential while alexander golovin and some any others young players they um, give us a kind of hope for this tournament okay robbie have you got any questions for zahar on a fantasy perspective um, no, I think we have covered um, quite a lot. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, um, I saw, saw Mario Fernandez as one of the standout options as a defender. Um, and if you're playing, yeah, if you're playing five at the back, because um, he is very attacking, um, so it could be someone that I mean, what does put me off is that five point five price tag. Because, and as you said, yeah, the defending isn't great. Um, and I mean, your fir the first fixture against Belgium isn't appealing either. Um, but possibly um, having someone that you can bring in um, after that first game week, um, so you got someone for the Finland uh, game, uh, that could be uh, quite appealing. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not a good, like huge number of assets that. I kind of want to attack with um apart from yeah like i said fernandez juba someone maybe again for that finland match um and then golovin and cherishev um i like as well um but yeah do do i want to triple up on um russian assets um for the tournament when they have got the tricky game against belgium um and then they've got that I mean, you could take a gamble on them knowing that the last game against uh, Denmark, both teams are going to have full-strength sides out, whilst like Belgium wouldn't have a full-strength side probably in the third game because they'll probably already be qualified. Um, so, yeah, maybe it's a, one of those games that um, for the third game week to try and attack um, by watching the first two and then attacking that third game. Um, yeah, just something that I'm thinking of from a strategy point of view. Uh, Zahar, is it apart from Zuba, are you going to be picking anyone else from Russia yourself? So I will um, decide what, who to pick, but uh, mainly I would say that uh, Zuba and maybe Fernandez is one of my picks. So I should say that they are the only ones that uh, should I pick. So if you guys wanted to pick one of our players, uh, you shouldn't expect uh, a beautiful game from them because our style is like defensive and uh, playing counterattacks like crosses to Zuba, he passes to near uh, midfielders and they shoot and Zuba can 
Well, uh, what's Dubé is uh, like a marksman finisher. He is like a tall forward, uh, classical type of game. Okay, right. So just going away from fantasy for a bit, um, you you, uh, you guys hosted the Russian World Cup, uh, two thousand and eighteen World Cup. Um, what was it like for you? Um, you know, because you guys had quite a good World Cup. Uh, you know, as a Russian, uh, well, as a Russian, how, how was it for you? Did you go and watch any games? What was the feeling like around Russia when the World Cup was happening? Uh, yes, I I believe that uh, the World Cup 2018 is a big luck for us. We are delighted. We were delighted to host this great tournament and. Um, the atmosphere was fantastic, like many people of other nations are going uh, to other matches and uh, shouting and uh, uh, speaking about me, I visited two matches like uh, England-Sweden in the quarterfinal and uh, uh, also Brazil-Mexico and uh, so I was very glad my dream uh, came true at that moment and i was it i guess it is one of the best moments in my football life and in general in my life so it is an unforgettable emotions Nice. Something we, really good to hear. something we have in common because that england sweden game was probably one of my <laughs> favorite moments um of like yes. being an being an England fan, I think that was. Um, I I can't imagine what it would have been like to have been there, and um, because the way it was not only um, the fact we won, it was the how England won in that game because um, they were really confident, and it was it was it kind of really put some belief into um, like myself and lots of other England fans in that that moment of the tournament because they were the first sort of team that we'd played that were maybe a um, sort of slightly higher level because people complained when we beat Tunisia and we beat Panama and um, yeah that Sweden game yeah watching it on the TV I'm, I'm jealous now that you were there <laughs> so uh, to speak about your fans they are very great people they are friendly and they like uh, drinking beer. Uh, that's what I wanted <laughs> to say about them. So the the chants are very delightful, and I guess we share our emotions with them. And I I was glad to meet with them and uh, to practice my English maybe with them. Nice, good stuff. Um. Just one last question from me. Uh, well, two last questions for me. Um, in the Russian World Cup, who who was your main player, and so, how did they do? Definitely, our main player in the in that tournament was uh, Denis Cheryshev. He scored a lot of goals, uh, like three or four maybe, uh, and um, uh, the main striker was rather small, as I said uh, previously. But in during the tournament, uh, Artyom Dzyuba has become a leader, and uh, he uh, made a great opportunity. Uh, he made a great contribution for beating the Spain, and uh, Igor Akinfeev. He saved uh, like 
two penalties and uh, we promote uh, to the quarterfinals and uh, we lost also in the penalty series against Croatia. It was like uh, tough emotions for all of us because we scored first, uh, like uh, Denis Cherishev uh, put uh, his screamer into the Sebasic goal and uh, uh, I was in Samara and uh, watched uh, like um, match England-Sweden uh, at that day and when I uh, knew about that Denis Cherishev put a scream I just uh, can- couldn't uh, believe this I, I knew that um, we could promote to the semifinals like uh, we we have never been in the semifinals in our history and in the, our history we even will not be in we won't be in the quarterfinals as you know so it was a great tournament for us and I I can only be adored by our players. Nice. Okay, and then last question for you, Zahar. Who who do you think is going to win the Euros? So, um, uh, to be an FPL manager, I would definitely support uh, England team. So I uh, I know that they ha- have a good generation of players. They maybe their coach is not so good for them. It's uh, it's a kind of arguments, but to speak about favorites, I would say that France and Belgium, maybe. But I think that uh, the outsider is Italy. I think they that they can uh, make a surprise for all of us. And Italy has a strong team right now. But uh, to pick a one winner, I should say that it would be France. Okay. Uh, and Zahar, before we um, before we leave, is there is there anything else that you want to say, or anything anything that we should know about the Russian team? Uh, to speak uh, about our national team, I would say that we have a two from two formations, like five for one and four three three, but. So with more powerful teams, I believe that we will play 5-4-1. And as I said before, the main fantasy assets for uh, this team are Zuba, Golovin and Fernandes. And uh, in conclusion, I would like to wish uh, all of you, all of uh, subscribers, all of our viewers to, uh, to support your team uh, and never give up to have a good tournament and uh, to be with your team uh, whenever they lose or win. And uh, I, I would thank you to um, because you great uh, you had a great stuff and you've made a, a big uh, deal with all of us. Twenty six countries. It's like a huge <laughs> result. And I wish you all the best. Thanks, Zahar. That means a lot. Thank you. That means a lot. I appreciate that from both of us. Yeah. Um, Thanks for liking uh, And, you know, thank you for coming on. You know, you're only 17 years old, and I think that was fantastic for what you did. And, uh, you know, 
amazing stuff. We really both appreciate it. Uh, Rob, is there anything else that you, you want to add before we sign off? Um, I mean, I, I'm going to assume um, to know the answer, but just in case there is a doubt, who is the penalty taker? Because everyone wants to know who the penalty takers are. Um, so who's the main penalty uh, yes, taker? Yes. Is it Juba? It's a great question. It's, it's, it is Juba, yes. He takes... Uh most of the penalties he is definitely penalty taker okay so i mean nice. we at the moment we don't know um and we probably won't know until like the first round of games what how var is going to be interpreted um and they i mean it'll still be interpreted by different countries that are officiating in the different games um i think so yeah it'll be interesting to see what um what happens i know at the last world cup um, we saw lots of penalties. Was it the World Cup? There was lots of penalties because of VAR. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see if that gets carried over into the Euros. Um, but yeah, it's the it's almost the most important question of the whole podcast is who's the penalty taker? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, thanks for tuning in, uh, Zahar, again, once again, thank you very much uh, for joining us today. Uh, for all you listeners, please like, like and subscribe and look out for our next instalment of the Euro 2020 series. Uh, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.